is a fifth dimension, beyond that which is known to man. It is a dimension as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is the dimension of imagination. It is an area which we call the Twilight Zone. And welcome to the Ron Squad, the internet's freshest Twilight Zone podcast, where we give you a new perspective of the Twilight Zone through the eyes of five college kids. Today I am joined by my lovely co-hosts, Ashley, Connor, Corey, and Tabs. Yeah, did you guys have any wacky stuff happen the two weeks while we were gone? I had a really weird dream last night. Yeah? And, okay, so you know like the movie <clears throat> Aliens, how like their whole thing is to like repopulate, they come out of you? Yeah, they shoot out of your chest. Yeah, okay. So my dream was kind of like that, where aliens came down, but they were they were like, they came down and they're like, hey guys, like, we need you to have our babies. And, we're, and the humans were like, no, that's gonna hurt, we've seen the alien movies, we know this. <laughs> And it turned out it was like no. a really nice like little thing. They just kind of tapped your head, and then the little babies came out of your hand. That's really cute, actually. No, it wasn't cute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's... it sounds wholesome when you describe it like that. Yeah, it's I mean, really that's the G version. Okay, uh, I had a pretty normal two weeks, I guess. I watched a really bad movie called Wish Upon, which was a retelling of the Monkey's Paw. Do you guys are familiar no. with that? I think yes. I read that. Is that the one where uh, they get they get where they get the monkey's yeah. paw? Go- so, it looks like a monkey's paw. Like, like he gives them a gift, but like something <laughs> bad happens. Yeah. Like he's like, I want this money, so the son dies, and they get the insurance money. Yeah, Spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Well, every it's like, I read that in like sixth grade. It's, it's too bad. Every time this stuck-up teenage girl makes a wish, someone dies. Which normally, you know, you first two wishes, and then you catch on. She went through all seven before she's like, maybe I should stop. <laughs> so I, I decided to stop watching that movie, and it's terrible. Uh, other than that, nothing big. Ash and I went to go see my favorite band, so big thank you to her for that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's pretty much it. Honor, anything on your part? Uh, drum roll, please. I did another band thing. Woo! <laughs> We went, we went up to, uh... <laughs> I just like your delivery. I did another van thing. <laughs> we went up to a show like two hours from here. I saw a lot of people that I know. Right. You don't know where I'm from. Okay. We, let, we go to Millersville. <laughs> <laughs> and did my solo in front of a couple thousand people. Wow. That's awesome. I dude. messed it up. Did Aww. you twirl your trumpet? No, I didn't. I didn't have the chance to. And this was another solo. But that was fun. One of many. Yeah. Yeah, and then I saw my sister's band this past Saturday, and they were that's good. That's so cool. Aww. Is your sister in the band? Yeah, she's in Color Guard. Oh, that's awesome. They do, they do like, marching stuff? Yes, that's okay. that's what they do. They, they do marching they, stuff. They do, right, they do man. the flags and yeah. the rifles. <laughs> Jeez, Connor, you want to layer that sarcasm <laughs> on thicker? <laughs> my mom did that. That's Color Guard. Yeah. Well, we're blessed to have Connor with us, because we thought he was going to have to miss tonight for fan-related... Fan-related... <laughs> yep. But he's here. But he's here. He's here. He's rearing to go. Corey, (laughs) anything from you over the last two weeks? Every day. I live with Ben Glenn. Oh. (laughs) Every day. Also known as... Must be hard. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know the half of it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. 
Tabitha? I slept a lot and didn't do the homework I should have done. Well, today we are covering Perchance to Dream, a season one, episode ninth in the production run. If this podcast were a dream, we would be a nightmare. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> engine, engine number nine. <laughs> what? Can we get some clarification? Uh, it's just like a chant that children do. What children do you talk to? I don't know. That's what one of my classes told me. (laughs) Can I I take back my wacky things? I actually have one. Yeah. I told you. I have this friend. He's really dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Is it me? That's a great story. When you just started with, I have this friend who's really dumb. Like like this. I heard it. He's. He's. You don't even know. Unequivocally stupid. Listen. Okay. So (laughs) this guy's joining a friend. And so he's in the the initiation. It's pretty bad. So he sends me his picture of him with red eyes. He said, "I sprayed pepper spray to fake pink eye to avoid initiation." Oh my gosh! And I asked him, "What are you gonna do tomorrow when you don't have pink eye?" So I, I guess I'll spray myself again. <laughs> Episodes, you can catch us on Netflix, Hulu, the DVD box set, and illicit websites we don't know about. Let's let Rod take us in. 12 o'clock noon. An ordinary scene in an ordinary city. Lunchtime for thousands of ordinary people. To most of them, this hour will be a rest, a pleasant break in the day's routine. To most, but not all. To Edward Hall, time is an enemy. And the hour to come is a matter of life and death. We open up with a pan-up view of a skyscraper and a very disturbed-looking man uh, kind of fainting, nearly fainting, on the side of the building. And a guy going like, Are you okay, buddy? And he goes like, Yeah. He walks into the building, and uh, immediately we notice the good cinematography of the episode, which we will touch on later and talk about through the episode. They use a pretty small set. It's... For the, for the main body, I guess, in the narrative, we can say. It's really just the three rooms. I mean, it's it's the waiting room for a bit, and then it's the therapy room, and then occasionally they're outside. going to dream sequences. And, and outside. Yeah. And a lot of the outside was stock footage. Yeah. <laughs> so from there, he begins uh, talking to the therapist who he made an appointment with. Basically, the gist of what he's saying. Well, actually, you know what? Why don't we let him tell you his problems for himself? Save me some work. I thought you said you were tired. I am. I'm the tiredest man in the world. You all know how many hours I've been awake? 87 hours. Almost four days and nights. And you can't go to sleep, is that it? <laughs> no, doctor, not can't. I mustn't. I mustn't go to sleep because if I do, I'll never wake up. So yeah, he has not slept for, what was it, about 72 hours? 87. 87. <laughs> which, what, can we do a little... Inflation that is calculation. two days and fifteen hours. No, that's three days. Three days and fifteen hours. That's really. I'm a music good. major, not a math Se- major. Seventy-two. Seventy-two is three days. We're really thinking about that. And then fifteen. That's fifteen. Yeah. Wow. We do have phones with calculators. So I don't need a calculator when I have. Hop on smart. Hop on smart. 
almost four out four days, almost four hours with no sleep. What a what a tabs. <laughs> Stop it. What? Almost four hours with no sleep. <laughs> Me. Yeah. Almost four days with no sleep. He's obviously a little tired. And uh, he begins talking to the therapist, and the therapist very clearly says, Hey, go lie down on that couch. So he does, and he begins to drift off, drift off. but no! He springs up, and he's like, I can't. And he uh, starts going into it a little bit why he can't. Uh, he walks over to the painting. Am I missing anything? No, you're done. Yeah, I mean, I, this is a really simple plot, so we're going to blow through this. He walks over to the painting, and he, just like last week, if I can refine the clip, if I want to put in the extra effort while well, I'm doing it right now to myself, but just like... The girl from Mute said last week. He's trying to tell about the boat, but the boat isn't words. Because he talks about yeah. staring at the painting for so long as a child and that how it moved. Yeah, it's because his mama told him to. Yeah, <laughs> Un- oh, not boy. unlike the plot from Mute. Uh, yeah, there's a really cool kind of. I have a very overactive imagination, coupled with a heart condition, a heart murmur that he's had since he was a teenager. He had a bout of excitement, which in the fifties was very rare. <laughs> about a year ago, which caused him, I think, is it a full-on heart attack? He yeah, says? He, he said he had a heart attack, and then he said that the doctor said if he had another heart attack, he wouldn't live through it. So yeah, he had so, to, like, watch his stress levels. And, uh, yeah, he begins talking about how a few days ago he had a dream, and I'll give credit where credit's due. I forgot. Tabitha remembered. Why don't you talk about the dream? Was so, it It was a dream. Yeah, was, oh, he was oh, talking I about was how, like, in the, in, the, in the dream he would be driving down this road, and he'd just be constantly terrified that there's somebody in the back seat so he's Actually, like that might have been real right? I, thought I don't remember, remember. Yeah. I thought he was, was it a flashback car? yeah because yeah, he got into a car accident so, oh yeah well anyway <laughs> one of ur- an urban legend that's been passed down for generations is the if you forget to check your back seat there's will be a killer back there um obviously I, there's, I, check. No, I never check my back seat I always check. Always i'm always check. ready for death <laughs> I'm not ready for death. <laughs> yeah, but he has to drive back a lonely mountain country road, and uh, he gets constantly nervous about the man in the back, um, and he thinks there's a man in the back and almost gets into a car accident, and his heart almost goes. He's very frail and weak. Why he doesn't check himself into a hospital is beyond me, so he decides to go in a non-sleeping he's binge. He's whack. He's whack. Whack That's a nice anyway. way to say that. That's very... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good enunciation. So he's explaining this to the doctor, and he's saying... Because uh, I like that line. <laughs> he's saying if he has an, another crazy dream, it'll kill him. But he's saying the last time that he, uh, the last time he actually slept, he he did have a bad dream. Now we cut to the, the amusement carnival. park. Yeah. The carnival. Where he's about to shoot a gun, but he is uh, distracted by Maya the cat girl performing her very clean burlesque show <laughs> uh, oddly censored burlesque show Maya the cat girl twilight zone hot or twilight zone not hot hot, hot. hot. oh yeah she, she is one hot the girl. eyebrows were weird but otherwise she's yeah. very aesthetically beautiful for the 1950s the hair mm, the figure She's got, yeah, she's got the weird 1950s hourglass figure, but she has the weird, like, triangle trapezoid boobs that everyone that's had. That's because until... the, that was, that was yeah, the type of bra that bra they wore. Yeah. yeah, that was the bra. Thing, I think yeah. that's, like, the, the funniest the thing. The bullet bra. Yeah. That was a big thing for a long time. Until mm-hmm. the 80s, maybe? Yeah. Well, it, it died 
down because they, a lot of, they went like braless for a while, like in the seventies. Yeah. yeah, I know Madonna brought the the bullet bra back. Yeah, at one point, and then Gaga brought it back again. Anyway, we're getting off topic. <laughs> oh, there's never a topic on the show. I just like talking about bras. <laughs> we'll do a special history of bras episode. <laughs> I watched a YouTube video on that actually. Yeah, too. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty yeah. neat. I love interesting journalism like that. So maybe I'll find an article that isn't not suitable for the workplace. They're super clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. Historical. I'm just saying, safe search needs to be on if you're going to look up history of bras. That's true. Yeah, he sees Maya the cat girl. Maya the cat girl does her thing, shakes her leg. Corey, you want to talk about this dance? You were very vocal about the dance. It's just so cringy. Like, it kills any sex appeal she has, I think. I, I, mean, I agree. I think they had to keep it clean yeah. for the CBS. But she shows but, her legs, Corey. Yeah. Also, you it's the see 50s. the whole yeah, it's the leg. Like, they kept it clean. Do they have to keep it bad? Cause... <laughs> <laughs> but no, because she's a cat woman. Just the so kind she has of... to have, like, the claw across yeah. her face and the... She's like Emma. stalking her prey. <laughs> she does like the whole dance. She does the hop Corey, this is the astute analysis I've come to expect from you. The like, whole, da- the whole you. dance is you. the cat stalking her prey. That's what Corey, it is. Oh my god. Corey has a ton. That's a really Dude, good point. Dude, Tabs is right. Never mind. I, I I take it all back. It was part of the gimmick, the cat yeah. gimmick. Exactly. Just, just like, like Cat Stevens, WCW wrestler. Uh, and you mean you mean Ernest the Cat Miller? I'm sorry, Ernest the Cat Miller. There's my wrestling got it in. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> cat, cat Stevens is an artist, I think, who became uh, the artist Prince Hayakaya. Wait, for real? WCW? No, no, no. He's. I mean, he he did convert to uh, he 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 converted to Islam, and then he. Who, Prince Okay. No, Cat Stevens, and then he got a really... really... I don't understand wrestling. No, Cat Stevens is a I musician. It makes it fun. Oh. I just kind of smile and nod while they talk. I think Cat Stevens is a wrestler. Can we get a, no, we get a uh, Google search on Cat Stevens? I was referring yeah. to Ernest okay, Cat cool. Miller, and he didn't know his no, name. No, 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 no. Cat <laughs> Stevens is a really famous musician. He's an excellent musician. C-A-T or K-A-T? C-A-T. C-A-T, like cat. Yeah, like cat. Cat Stevens is a British singer-songwriter from T for the Tillerman. Yeah, and then he he converted to Islam, right? Yusuf Islam, commonly known by his former stage name, Cat Stevens. He's a fantastic artist. I highly recommend everything he's done. He's great. He he ends up running away from her. Yes, he does end up running away from her towards uh, a bench. bench. He just sits on a bench and he starts to like smoke and then out of nowhere you see a hand to light the cigarette and guess who it is? It's Maya. And we're going to play a little bit of this conversation because this episode's a little scarce on (coughs) Splicey Splicey's but uh, we'll let them them give you some of the plot. Maya. Why did you do that? Why did I do what? Run away. I felt like it. You didn't find me nice to look at? Maybe too nice. Aren't you supposed to be back there entertaining the customers? I'm free for the night. Are you alone? Yes. Me. So they plan on next going to a uh, spook house to, uh, I guess the appropriate 50s thing Boink. is just to make out. Boink, yeah. Uh, we would call it now uh, what happens when, uh, a, when a man and a woman love each other very much or meet up in a dream. One of the two. They go into this spook house. <laughs> to pork. To pork. Where uh, there is the lamest 
the lamest <laughs> jump scares ever. I, I really because I think they're fantastic. Well, I mean they're fantastic in terms of what the fifties provided. But I would not. make out with somebody in a haunted house. Haunted house like I, that. I, I just asked you guys this when we're watching the film. You're like, oh, no, it's weird. It is weird. You <laughs> said weird. it was weird. I said it was great. <laughs> I think it's well, Tev, because I would just laugh when the gorilla comes out. Bumper, <laughs> is that you? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> he has, no, he has no, 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 no place on no, our bury podcast. Bury that. Bury that. Bury that. you. All right, enough of this. We're uh, <laughs> we see some good jump scares. Uh, things that stand out is the Harambe statue, a giant. Monkey. All right, mini story time. <laughs> my dad, I was home, and my dad was trying to catch up on memes with me for some reason, and he's like, Ben, what's up with this Harumba stuff? <laughs> <laughs> it's the most, like, Stephen oh. Blair thing. You almost killed my foot, by the way. What had a reason to get out of class, friend, though? Do it. It is the most Stephen Blair thing. Anyway. What's this... I think he calls him Harembe. Harembe. Harumba. My dad hates Harumba. Yeah, my dad has no. He's such a good memer, but he doesn't do it on purpose, and I it's really concerning. Those are the best memers. Like, Shout out to Stephen Flam if he's you're a, listening. He listens to every episode. He has it. He has it specially downloaded on a special oh, app. He's so a heck of a guy. We hope you. We we hope you for the best, Stephen, because I speak English good. Oh boy. <laughs> Alright, yes. um, so after this, he runs out, he books it, he doesn't want to be there anymore, he's scared, he's spooked, he's afraid of women, and he runs up to oh, a roller coaster, <laughs> he runs up to a roller coaster, and he's like, ah, roller coasters, hey, I can't do this, hey. <laughs> can, can you splice in what she responses to that? What the, yeah, I'll splice in this. look! Yeah. The beat was out of control. I was back in the amusement park. I was running. Edward? Edward! Get away from me. There's nothing to be afraid of. Edward, it's only a dream. I've got a heart condition. I can't stand all this excitement. Silly, there isn't any excitement. You said so yourself. You're at home, asleep in bed. Now you can do all the things you can't do when you're awake. That's not true. The doctor said... Look, Edward! They don't do so well on the roller coaster. They get a little spooked, they get a little spocked. She little... starts laughing, and yeah, he's she... holding on for dear life because there's no safety bar on those roller coasters. Oh <laughs> Real talk, I've been not up to code Corey. Oh Real talk, I've been there. You've been really? on the roller coaster. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. you go ahead and yeah. tell that story? Okay, so story time, again. Yay. Uh, when I was younger, I used to love roller coasters, like, so, so much. And we went to Kenobles once, and I was sitting with my father, who was much bigger than me at the time. I was, like, five, I think. Which roller coaster? Five. There's two of them. There's the Twister and the Phoenix. <laughs> the one that probably the Phoenix because it drops. the Phoenix was my first roller coaster. Okay, continue. I'm Sorry. terrified of roller coasters. So like he's so much bigger, so the bar only dropped down to his knees. Mm. So then there's like a lot of room. I was which... like, there's like the half foot gap between yeah. me and, like, and the bar. So we take the first hill, like the big drop, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm like, all oh, ready for it, and then I stand up. I couldn't ride a roller coaster for like another three years. Staying on this oh, tangent, I went to a really bad water park one time when I was a wee young lad, and I went half out of a water slide about 30 Ooh. feet above Oh my god, it happened to be one in the middle of the slide? Because I have. At Race, Race Town, 
Racetown Lake. There's like a water park near there. I went to Bumble Bleep Nowhere. <laughs> that's, that's what we did, and there was like seaweed growing in the bottom. Oh, of the pool. Like, it was really bad. We got stuck. No, we just got like these mats, and it was like half tubes all the way down. So you like go like yeah, this, scary. and you almost like fly out. Oh, it's horrifying, and I almost cried. That's really scary. <laughs> I went down three times. Speaking <laughs> yeah. of speaking of absolutely terrifying. Uh, this episode's conclusion. Citation needed. Um, so, what? Over. Yeah, yeah, we, we broke Wait, did we do the thing where it was actually on the roller coaster? Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we just yeah, talked about, about this. Oh. Uh, I was saying, because it was just them screaming and her laughing and music playing. There is fantastic 1950s stock footage of a roller coaster oh, on Coney Island. So They're clearly just sitting in front of, like, a, a screen. screen. Yeah, oh. it's amazing. Yeah, they, they try and favorite part of the episode. <laughs> Leave him alone. So after that, I think he moves out of the dream, right? Yeah, it goes back to him talking to the guy. Yeah. Yeah, and then he kind of like looks out the window and goes back to him talking and then he's like alright doc well the hour's up thank you so much and he goes to leave but Maya is the receptionist from his dream so he freaks out and jumps out of the window that earlier he said this about can I open this? He didn't like just jump out the window. He, he like, like smashed through the he glass. He catapulted himself out the window. window. And if you if you look, part of um, the window frame like comes towards the yeah. camera and almost hits the camera. <laughs> it's so funny. But then we get and this time to celebrate, boys. This is our first true Twilight Zone twist. It turns out that all along he just had a heart attack on the the thing as soon as he fell on the, asleep yeah, on the couch at the beginning of the episode. When, and everything was a dream. Yeah, because the doctor was like, "Oh, just lay down," and he's like, "Okay, thanks." And apparently, yeah. everything else after that was a dream, and he's really dead. So a bit of an underwhelming twist, but nonetheless, <coughs> our first true Twilight Zone twist. So that's all it for the plot. Rod takes us out saying this. They say a dream takes only a second or so. And yet in that second, a man can live a lifetime. He can suffer and die, and who's to say which is the greater reality? The one we know or the one in dreams? Between heaven, the sky, the earth, in the twilight zone. Alright, so we're done with the plot. Let's move into general discussions. What did we think of the episode? Let's start with just general discussions about uh, the plot, how we felt about it, how it breathed, uh, symbolism, all that good stuff. What's our plot? Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we just went through it. it. Yeah. We, just, we literally just went through it. I was just trying to make cheap comedy. I'm sorry. Uh, ha, so ha, ha, ha. Classic, Classic comedy. comedy. I really enjoyed the plot. I watched this as a kid. It stuck with me. It wasn't as interesting or good as I remembered it being. It dragged on a bit longer than I remember, especially for a 30-minute episode. I think it was a lot better the second time. Yeah, like watching yeah. it the second yeah, time was like weird. really enjoyable. Well, we were also because you actually you actually understand it the second time. And yeah. you're like, oh, well, that makes sense now. Because I was confused whether or not he was having the dreams about Maya before, yeah. but then it made like because it was just confusing with the reception. But then you yeah. like it clicks. Yeah, it, it really grew on me. Just the way everything. It, it breathes well, I think. It, the second time you watch it, it moves a lot faster. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was just the general mood, because the first time we watched it, I watched it with Ash and Corey, mm-hmm. and I don't know if we were just in a bad mood or something, or it was just kind of a slow night for us, but it was very kind of boring. And Yeah, I was kind of on Reddit the first time. Yeah, yeah but... I kind of wasn't really... I was in the middle of homework. She was plugged yeah. for Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> we get sponsored? Maybe on r slash podcasts. I'm sure there's a subreddit for that. Somebody posted on the R slash podcast. Yeah, 
Check out the Rod Squad. I am the thirteenth most popular internet to Twilight's on the Internet podcast. Only the thirteenth? No, I think we're up at twelve. There's wait, there's thirteen Twilight Zone podcasts. Fourteen. Wow. We're either eleventh or twelfth. I haven't checked our iTunes stats. We're three people. Progress boys. I haven't posted since twenty eleven. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. No, we're still last. So oh, I podcast, guys, but the, 79,000 subscribers. The Twilight Cone, which actually uh, was my inspiration to do this, though, the two guys emailed me back after I emailed them telling me I was going to do this, and they gave me a bunch of tips and told me, like, hey, go for it, dude. I'm oh, that's really so happy. cool. Yeah, they're sweet guys. Check out their podcast, Twilight Cone. It's much funnier. <laughs> no, we're. Because we, they're experienced. Yeah, the one guy's a lawyer and the other one's a musician. You can't beat that. Connor's a musician. I'm a lawyer. And he's a government major. Yeah, that's close enough. I know we beat that. John and Fred, be gone. Let's move on to the acting. How did we feel everyone did? I thought this was a very well Uh, acted Edward, look! Edward, look! No, that was good. That was good. That was fantastic. I loved it. I think the scenes where it was, like, supposed to be extreme emotion, like, her, the Edward, look, and, like, him freaking out on the roller coaster, I think, was a little not done well enough. But yeah. I mean, at the same time, it was a dream, and dream emotions yeah, are over exaggerated. Yeah. So, but I, I also think that wasn't intentional. Yeah, true. But I wish it was. Yeah, I let's I, just I, think about it let's that just way. Say it was, <laughs> I thought the acting was decent compared to mute and compared to oh, oh definitely, yeah, definitely mute. I mean, I'm just trying to come on her with me was okay, and you know, mm-hmm. mind the matter was good acting was. The show boasts good actors on every episode because that's the nature of an anthology program. You get a taste of everything, and that's they true. delivered. Um, yeah, let's see, moving on. Music? Ash, you wanted to talk to us about music. We'll get into the composer later, but take um, the floor. I thought this music was very, very, like, quintessential horror classic kind of thing. And I, I really dig, uh, dang, I really d- dug that, if I can speak English. I dig that. <laughs> I dig that, man. <laughs> that was, like, a weird Southern. I know, I got really And then not Southern. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, it reminded me of like the old Scooby Doo episodes. Like uh, specifically, this was the one where they go to the carnival with the like Cyclops. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that was in the Scooby Doo the video game for PS One. No, but yeah, it was. I just I really liked it. I thought it was cool. Um, stereotypical, obviously, but still really good. Ooh. That was disgusting. Oh, yeah, no, that's so good. I love that noise. Oh, we're all cracking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my neck won't crack. Rebecca Lamb, I apologize again. <laughs> she hates when I do that. I love you, Rebecca. You, you, like, almost passed out. Yeah, I did. I did it one he time so hard out. that I threw up a little. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I, was on the, I was in the bathroom, too. It was really bad times. <laughs> I almost pulled an Elvis. <laughs> Oof. Please don't break your neck. I won't. No, Elvis so deep with the happy <laughs> peanut butter banana sandwich while he was on the <laughs> toilet. I don't know what I was eating in there. Oh, <laughs> Alright, speaking of smalls, um... <laughs> Baby smalls? The small details of cinematography. Yeah, there we go. Oh, that was you good! Was, was transition. Uh, <laughs> you do have to mention that they did use some stock footage, but Always. that being said, um, they used it well, and the stuff they didn't use, I thought everything was pretty well done. There are some really great shots of going in between dream sequences and not that I thought were really excellent, and some fade-ins and fade-outs that were perfectly timed. I, yeah, and I like what they did with the um, cameras in the dream sequences. They kind of had like a fog mm-hmm. aspect kind of doing the frame of it, just to like 
like letting you know it's a dream, but it was yeah. still kind of like, oh, you know, because like when you think of dreams, they're always a little fuzzy. Same with the flash, with like the car scene, because we still weren't, we still, we're still not exactly sure if it was a flashback yeah. or if he was talking about no. a dream. It's one or the other. It was hazy. <clears throat> uh, the last thing I want to touch on before we jump forward is the lighting. I thought the lighting was fantastic. The lighting I was think. really cool. Mm-hmm. My favorite transition was when she was screaming Edward, look. I think, and it uh, went back to him while he was at the the dude's office. Yeah, and, like, and the was, lighting like slowly just lit up his face on the one side. It was just really cool looking. Before we do ratings, it is time for bios and trivia. Bios and trivia. You ladies are on point all the time. Oh, Richard Conte <laughs> played Ed Hall. He was the uh, the protagonist of this episode. He has passed away. He was in The Godfather, where he played not the Don, Don Corleone. I've never seen the movie, so... Don Corleone was the main godfather. Yeah, he was the main bad guy. He was the other godfather. Yeah, the other Don. Wait, I'm gonna look it up. He was in Ocean Eleven and a movie called A Walk in the Sun, which I have never seen. Wait, what did he play in Ocean's Eleven? I don't know. You can look, we can look at his IMDb after this. Oh, I was gonna look at it now. Cause you can Google <laughs> it around. I'll look at it now. <laughs> we'll, you can do whatever you we'll want. come back to it. John Larch played Doctor Rathman. He is also passed away. He was in Dirty Harry. He was in the Amityville Horror film. The and original? He, yes, the original. And he was in a very famous 1970s TV show called Dallas. Wait, wasn't somebody? Wasn't like a director or somebody involved in the Amityville Horror as well? Last episode? last episode we had somebody involved in. The Amityville Horror, like two or three, but maybe uh, it was the first one. Okay. Yeah, no, no it, it was, was the first one. It was no, it was like the third or fourth one. It was, was it the, the director? No, it was the mom. The, it okay. Was the, the, so the look, Twilight one. Zone uh, mm-hmm. things, and um, another comparison is Dirty Harry. The the guy from The Mind of the Matter was really good friends with the star of Dirty Harry. His name is escaping me right now. He was in Gran Turismo. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I know. Dude, that's um, that guy. Clint Eastwood. Clint Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dirty Harry is one of my favorite. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just saw him, like, just get off my lawn. Uh, yes, Richard Conti was in the 1960 version of Ocean's Eleven, not the... Yeah, not the new one. Not the new the one. Uh, the one with, like, Dean Martin and, like... The, ori- the original classic. Or classic. And then also in <laughs> The Godfather, he played Don Emilio Barzini. Who is the main bad guy. Yes. The other Don. Yeah. Suzanne Lloyd play Maya. She's in Alive. I did not find anything of interest in her IMDb. It looks like she did a lot of kind of uh, exploitation scenes in different movies, which, you know, if you have a poop-kicking body, go for it. Uh, it was written by Charles Beaumont. He was one of the... Well, there's nothing wrong <laughs> with showing... You could just say rock and body. body. Or she had a rock and body. Well, okay. Or a radical body. It was radical, written... Man. <laughs> Written by Charles Beaumont, he is one of three of the main Twilight Zone writers, with the other ones being Richard Matheson and Rod Serling. If you want to hear, oh no, I took episode zero down forever. You snooze, you lose. Google him. It was directed. <laughs> I think it's still on the iTunes though. It might be directed by Robert Flory. He has also passed away. It is the first of three Twilight Zone episodes. We will see him again in the Long Morrow season five episode and the Fever. I want to say season three. He's really, really famous in France. He did a lot of... He really uh, kind of evolved French cinematography, mm, which we saw in this episode. so good. All right, let's move over into trivia. From the International Movie Database, <laughs> the title comes from the Shakespeare play Hamlet in uh, To Be or Not To Be, to Perchance to Dream, Perchance to Live, Perchance to Die, 
I, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's a oh. good choice. Oh yeah, gosh, really that's well. That's weird yeah. if you like hear the rest of the line. Yeah, because like, chance to dream. Per, the, I can't even talk. Perchance to dream, perchance to live, perchance to die. Well, the whole monologue is essentially him like contemplating suicide. Yeah. So if he goes I to mean, sleep, he technically commits suicide. So I mean, kind of clever. I read that. He committed but suicide. I didn't really read it senior year. So I I took I a Shakespeare course. It. I really, it's my favorite Shakespeare play. I really love the story, but I just, I'm, I his writing is dense. I, I can't mm-hmm. focus on old English language. Yeah. Uh, that was like at the end of the year. Yeah, so I had a huge senioritis, so I just didn't read it. I had senioritis from sixth grade onwards. Perfect so. in class. The stock footage came from a old uh, Metro Golden Mayor's Studios film, The Crowd. The Twilight Zone got most of the plots, uh, most of the props, excuse me, and stock footage from the MGM. Uh, I guess stockyard. Maybe that's not the right word, but warehouse. shooting. Yeah, warehouse. From Martin Scott Zickery's *The Twilight Zone Companion* uh, edition two. This is based off a Beaumont short story with the same name. I think it probably would have done a little better in writing. Uh, the thought came from Charles Beaumont going to a Coney Island funhouse with a friend and seeing a young man picking his nails with a rather sharp knife outside. And when they got inside, he said, "I think the guy's in here with us, and he wants to kill us." So they got lost in there, and they tried running out, and when they got back out, uh, the kid was still there picking his nails, and Charles Beaumont said, well, I guess I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) He was an interesting guy. He had a very tragic end of his life. He developed uh, dementia, and uh, there's a really tragic story where he can't... He he used to love going to horror movies with his friends, and he would... He would go and then not remember any of the plot right afterwards, Aww, and he really broke down sad. crying one day and said, "I just can't do this anymore, guys." So it's it is he's oh a God, great I'm writer. Crying. <laughs> it's he's got, he had a very tragic life. He died very young. He died a few years after the show concluded its run. How old was he? Like, young in his thirties or forties. Oh wow! He dementia died of that young. Yeah, it's that's really crazy. Bad. Yeah, early onset dementia is it's like one of the most scary. horrifying things. Uh, from Martin Graham's Jr. Unlocking the Door to a Television Classic. It was really scary for the for the time. The network even said that you were going to have to push the show back to avoid uh, scaring any of our younger viewers. And Nathan Van Cleave is attributed for making the soundtrack for this episode, which was fantastic. So Van Cleave, if you're out there listening, give yourself a pat on the is back. He like, is he us. like, did he do anything else? No, I couldn't. I didn't do so much backwards research into him. Nathan Van Cleave. Alright, well, while Connor's looking that up, what did this rip off, guys? Or what ripped this what, off? Well, can I do a what What rip? Or, what yeah. this ripped off? Well, what, yeah, okay, the episode ripped off, I think, there is a 1930s black and white horror film called The Cat Lady, about, it's it's kind of, it hasn't aged well, but there's a really famous, terrifying scene where she's, she's walking through a park late at night, and she gets into a step of light, and she looks behind her, and there's nothing there. And then every time she runs in between light, there's pitch black. And every time she runs in between, she hears a cat getting closer, like, screaming be, at her. I would be running towards the cat. Yeah. Well, no, no. It's like a, <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. A cat. Is it a big, scary cat? I'd still run towards it's it. It's like a jaguar. Uh, I yep, would yep. run towards it. It was suspenseful for the time. <laughs> How did you get mauled? <laughs> anyway, I think the show obviously took some, uh, took some stuff from that for sure that's all i could really think of for before what about after any stuff ring a bell can i go yeah go for it cool (laughs) um i think inception slightly rips this off because the whole like dream sequence and the whole questioning 
what is real, what is not. Which, a dream within a dream. Yeah, yeah, like a dream within a dream almost. Because in his dream, he's talking about a dream that he is simultaneously having, but believes that he's had before. And it's kind of, di- unintentionally kind of dictates his, like, what happens to him, meaning, like, he died. Where Inception is kind of the same idea, except instead of your mind doing it to yourself, it's people going into your mind doing it. But it's, it's relatively the same thing. I think another really large thing we can talk about is Nightmare on Elm Street, the series, which is yeah, all about going sure, into dreams sure. and, and then dying. Yeah, and then yeah. dying. So yeah. that's a really, really good. Point. Uh, I can't imagine that Wes Craven didn't watch The Twilight Zone growing up. That yeah, it true. seems wild to me because Steven Spielberg watched it growing up. Like this was a everybody watched this show at the time or knew about it. Anything else? Nathan Van Cleve, later known as just Van Cleve. <laughs> he just dropped the Nathan. Van Cleve. Van Cleve. Nathan Van Cleve was my old name. <laughs> he was uh, Nathan Van Cleve can't come he to was, the phone right now. He was somehow involved with uh, White Christmas with Bing Crosby, oh. like younger in his uh, oh, early I love that career. Movie. Really he wasn't. He wasn't like a. Uh, he wasn't like a major major person involved in that. And I'm trying to find a citation, but according to his Wikipedia page, uh, he also did, was, I'm not sure if he wrote the music for, but he was, he was, he was involved with the music in Gunsmoke. That's a good show. That is a good That's channel. a classic western. The way that Connor said according to the Wikipedia page. According all to I, the Wikipedia all page. All I could imagine was some kid like pushing up his glasses going, according <laughs> to the Wikipedia page. You, you, you <laughs> like, say that, but I've never worn glasses, but that was me for the first like 16 years of my life. According <laughs> to Wikipedia. <laughs> Alright, well let's jump into ratings. I am DB gives this episode a 7.7, so this is in the middle of the series, a little bit on the lower side, but the middle of the series directly anyhow. Uh, I give it a 7 out of 10. I originally had a 6 out of 10, but I thought it was uh, just for nostalgia points and for the second viewing, I think it earns an extra point. It's it's one you need to watch more than once, but it's it's a good episode. I would call it maybe a cult classic, or a a secondary kind of good episode. Mm-hmm. That's an oldie but goodie. Yeah. yeah. Ashley? Um, I think I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Just because I think as an episode, like, you can't depend on having watching it multiple times. And I'm still a little iffy about some of the acting as well as the beginning sequence being really, really boring. But the dream sequences were absolutely amazing to me. I absolutely love them. They made me think of something that I obviously can't put my my uh, tongue on, but I, I don't know, I like struck a chord, I guess. Connor? I think I'm going to give it a 7. I mean, I was probably leaning on 6 for a lot of it, but then but then when everything is explained at the end, it's like, wow, that's 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 really cool how it all how the how the twist worked out and how the twist was introduced and everything, and I think that I think that makes it worth the watch even though in the episode does kind of drag in some places. Corey? I'm gonna give it a seven and a half. Seven point five. I thought it was really interesting. Like the dream sequence is really good, and I mean, I think it's our second best episode so far by a mile. And Tabitha, I'm gonna give it a six point four. Why a point four? Cause like it was good, but it wasn't that good. So kind of like not point five. No. Okay. What about point three? 
Next week, or the next episode we'll be covering is Showdown with Rance McGrew. This is a season three? Either season three or season two episode. I want to say three, though. Uh, we're going to be joined by a friend of the show. And I think it's season two. Might be season the two. Because the first yeah, episode yeah, yeah. we watched was season three. Joined by a friend of the show and friend in real life, Ben Shad. Anyway, in the meantime, let's do a preview of next week. Has anyone seen Showdown with Rance McGrew before? Mm-hmm. This is a very unknown episode of the Sounds Twilight like a time. wrestling episode. It's, a, it's actually <laughs> a cowboy <laughs> episode. It's our first western. Ooh, it's a western. I'm excited. It's about like, actors. That's like old time wrestling. I guess I, I, I can give you a basic plot. It's about a guy who portrays a western gunslinger and the actual heroes of the old west pay him a visit to talk to him about why he's not give, doing them justice. The Native Americans? No. No, no, no. <laughs> it was the 50s. We still didn't care about them. Oh. Uh, we still don't care about Yeah, we don't care about but them But they, they are the true heroes I went to, of I, America well, in I had, general. Well, I had my Native Americans course and we watched a video about the Native Americans and I was like, oh, I'm feeling so good and then I watched that and I was like, we're horrible people. I'm gonna go home and cry. Alright, so the preview. <laughs> Some 100 years ago, a motley collection of tough, mustached men galloped across the West. Oh, and I think it says mustachioed. I wrote this in pen. They galloped across the West and left behind a raft of legends and legerdemains. That's the horses galloping. <laughs> and it seems a reasonable conjecture that if there are any television sets up in cowboy heaven... And any of these rough and wooly nail eaters could see what was, with what careless abandon their name and exploits are bandied about, banded, <laughs> no, banded about. They're they're very likely turning over in their graves, or worse, getting out of them. Oh. Which gives you a clue as to the proceedings that will begin in just a moment when on Rance McGrew, a three thousand buck a week phony baloney discovers <laughs> that this week's current edition of Make Believe is being shot. In the Twilight Zone. Before before I pick our things, does Rod Sterling actually say phony baloney? Yes. I am so excited. Yes. <laughs> this this, uh, this episode sounds like such memes. Well, let me tell you, I was on IMDb, and this is in the bottom ten. This is one of the oh, more... can't wait. However, can't wait. this is like one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> it's super memorable. It's not like favorite like quality, but it's... It's well done. Is it like memey? It's like yes. rude. Like is, is well, it's it, a comedy episode. Rod Sterling could not like write so comedy bad to save his life. No, it's it's like decently okay, but it's funny. There's well, we'll see. I liked it a lot when I watched it over the summer. Anyway, Ashley, I'll give it to you. I mean, the winners of last week. I guess Connor requested we do the segment, and I kind of liked it. The winners of last week are technically Connor and Tabitha for there. So let's see if they can hold up their championships. Ashley, you get to start. Okay, so um, could you kind of give us the... So I'm picking, like, the plot twist, right? Yeah, you, what is the twist? Um, I think the twist is going to be that he's going to have to have a showdown with them. <clears throat> and it's going to turn out, like, right as they, like... Because you know how they do the, like, Western shootouts and... Yeah. Right as he does the draw... <laughs> He, and shoots, he realizes no one is there. That's really dark for the episode, but clever. <laughs> I really like it. Thank it's you. probably better than the real twist. Oh. Zombie cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> That's the twist. Right. Zombie cowboys. Corey? Thanks, Debs. 
So this is obviously a promo package for, <laughs> for the new blackjacks of new, of new generation fame. That is JBL that is, and his older that is, brother. That is Bradshaw. Oh, excuse JBL, me. Yeah. Wait, JBL has a brother? That is Justin Hawk Bradshaw and Barry Wyndham? Yes. Barry, Barry Horowitz? No, that's Kane. Before <laughs> Barry he was, before Barry he was Dr. Yes. Isaac Yankum, the evil dentist, yes. Kane was Barry Wyndham. So, Justin Hawk Bradshaw so and Barry Wyndham debuting in the Again. Is this also every, about Kane? Every Twilight, Twilight Zone episode is about Kane. Surprise. They did, they did say, like, undead. You know, yeah. Kane, Kane is Kane. Kane. Kane's Kane. just gonna pop up. Kane, Kane please sponsor us. Kane, <laughs> Connor. Said Connor. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, that kind of sounded like... Uh, for some reason, I thought of uh, I'm forgetting the name. Of, I'm forgetting the name of the, the Ghost of Christmas Past and Present and Future. What movie? Uh, the Christmas is, Car- a Christmas Carol. A Christmas Carol. For some reason, it reminded oh, me of the Christmas Carol a little bit, but like with cowboys. Christmas. <laughs> it's like. I'd watch. Oh my! Oh, I get it. I like I get it. I understand. It's this. Like it's like, this oh. ruthless outlaw, oh, and I he's like. You no, know, I do. I'm. So <laughs> he's it's like, visited by different cowboys. It just. Fe- it just feels like. The way when you said uh, they're gonna show them, show him like how he's been wrong or whatever. Just it just made me think of uh, like the Ebenezer Scrooge thing. All right, so Corey's out. I'm sorry, Kane does not debut in next episode. (laughs) Nor did the Black. What about the Black Jacks? (laughs) Tabitha, I'm afraid you are also out. There are no zombies. There is almost too close to call between you two, but I do have to give the slight edge to Connor. Connor gets the win for this week. He is the closest with his twist. Uh, none of you were Ooh. on the money 100%, however, but Connor was the closest. He's winning two weeks. Oh, I, I think I, I know what the twist is now. So, on a more, I guess, less You'd be dapper. so tired of me winning. Oh, <laughs> uh, is he going to be, like, haunted by somebody he killed? No. God. No, they're going to take him back to the West and keep him there. He oh, seems like a TV cowboy. You're closer, but not there uh. yet. Alright, so the question of the week, what was the scariest nightmare you've ever had? I want to go last, because mine's really depressing. Well, what if we have night terrors and That's sleep bad. paralysis? Well, I guess, should I get mine out of the way? <laughs> Uh, I, I have to a, think about mine. I just had a dream one time that my dad died, and that's the only time I ever woke up crying. And that's Aww. basically the that was my that was the worst nightmare I've ever had. And I was totally crushed at three a.m. for about five minutes, and I went, "What am I doing? I'm going back to sleep." <laughs> what am I doing? That was it for me, though. Hey, yo, Stevo. Hey, yo, Stevo, don't die on me. Are you Ashley? Can we go that way first? Yeah. I'm still processing that. Cause yeah. I used to be. When I was a kid, I used to be, like, terrified of tornadoes for some reason, because, like... They're spooky. They're spooky. Yeah, man. They talk and, and they like, walk. And what, tornadoes? And I, they snap? Yeah. <laughs> like, tornadoes? West, West Side Story with tornadoes? Yeah. <laughs> that was not my dream, by the way. <laughs> when you're an F5 cyclone. Like... <laughs> Did someone say F5, Brock Lesnar? <laughs> oh, <me God>. Foot5? <laughs> Foot5. We do a universe Stop. mode on our Sorry. WWE <laughs> game, and... Canonically, Brock Lesnar has a foot fetish, so he, he switches finisher from an F five to a foot five. Free. <laughs> and you know, I was we were we were on vacation. I remember it was I was probably in like second grade at the time because this was after uh, I'd gone to I'd gone to Disneyland for a vacation, and I had a dream that the hotel we'd stayed at 
was like getting run down by a tornado. It was so bad. <laughs> was he wearing like a bandito mask and like had a pistol? <laughs> the tornado's a natural disaster. It's not. <laughs> it's a street name for a gang. The tornadoes. Hey, the twisters, baby. You either blow with us or you get blown back. We'll throw you around. Yeah. Oh, jeez. All right. We're gonna ruin your personal. Damn, we're gonna damage all your personal goods. Goodness gravy. We uh we talked about Nightmare on Elm Street earlier. I was not a fan as a kid. I'm still oh. not a fan, low key. And uh, I did dream that Freddy Krueger took my pupper. Oh no! Into like these woods behind my house, it's like kind of woods. Uh, and he killed my pup. No! And I heard the yelps from my room. No, I'm stop it! I'm, stop. I cried, stop. dude. You don't gotta tell me. It was I so bad that oh I woke up. Yeah. Oh, I have, a, I have oh, another sad one. Yeah, this is a sad question. I'm oh sorry, my goodness. Guys. Okay, so my worst nightmare that I can remember is shortly after um, my dog Cleo died. Oh, I had I, I had a dream that she came back, but she was like a zombie dog. <laughs> and it was just the scariest thing. Frank and Weenie. They made a movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't bring the dog back to oh, life. Okay. She like... She's buried in my old backyard. Right. So it's it's funny because uh, my dead dog is buried in the backyard of somebody else because we moved. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. rise for them. Yeah, I, uh, I think my cat's ashes are in my backyard. So they're still with me inside. No. I miss Boo and Eli and Amelia and Sam, but they're, they're good kitties. I miss my dog. Amelia Sorry. used to I like, also miss my live dogs. <laughs> I miss my Amelia used to like box rides to get a laundry basket and she would sit and my dad would pick it up and run her around the house. Aww. She also used to like awkwardly protect my crib and like stare at me while I'm sleeping. See, Cleo was just, um... Wait, so uh, so that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I am Ben's dead cat. <laughs> my dog Cleo was, um, she was supposed to be a seeing eye dog and my older brother trained her. But she failed the test because whenever she got excited, she would just pee all over the floor. That's so <laughs> and she would get excited every time she met somebody new, so she That's would just pee so on the floor. Cute. So anytime we ever had um a, like a guest over, we had to make sure we took her out first so she wouldn't pee all over the floor. That's so cute. Oh my god, I miss her so much. She what was a good dog. dog. What kind of dog was she? She was a yellow lab. Oh. All right, Ash, your right. turn. Um, take us out strong. Okay, so personally, my worst nightmare, I'm not gonna go into because it was really bad yeah. and I'm not scarring our viewers it was really bad I the cried only earlier. no no I'm oh, actually going to tell that one. Is this oh, okay. night terrors no had? no oh. this is not the night terrors but um, recently I've been well I have, I've had night terrors since I was a kid but right. now, now I'm starting to experience a lot of like sleep paralysis is, which if the viewers don't know that's when you think you're awake and you see someone at your bed and you can't move and then it usually will wake you up yeah so um, I'm just going to tell a story about that one Sorry, Ben. It includes you. So. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't remember what the dream was, but I remember, like, halfway... Like, I felt like that I woke up, and I was looking, uh, like, at, across from my bed, and sitting in a chair, like, right in front of my bed, like, right where my face was, was Ben, and he was uh, completely naked. <laughs> Just he, like I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't tell. But um, he had cuts all over his body, and he, his eyes were gone. And you said something, but I don't remember. Like, you, your mouth opened, and then I, like, I like shut up. That's creepy, man. That's horrible. God, I, I wouldn't even want... I don't like seeing me in the mirror regularly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks for joining us, everyone, on this tangential-filled episode of The Rod Squad. Ooh, Next anytime. week, or two weeks from now, 
And Shad and uh, Showdown with Rance McGrew. We'll see you then. Keep it cool, keep it locked, and uh, carry a Glock.